For visionaries who are destined to fulfill their God-given purpose through vision, by faith, and with work. Work, 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 work with work. Faith, vision, faith with work. Work, 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 work with work. Faith, vision, faith with work. Faith, with work. Faith, vision, vision with work. Faith, with work. Faith, vision, vision with work. It is not by accident that you are here. You are to fulfill a life of abundance, but you must operate in the clear. You are confused on your journey? Then know that I am not there. Seek me and exalt thee always, and I will forever draw near. Do not fear. Don't allow doubt to creep into my promise that I'll always be there. Visualize with your mind, discern with your heart, and open your ears to hear. Go forth to this great nation, conquer the world as I said. Use your vision as a weapon, operate in faith, stay spiritually fed. I gave you a vision for my purpose, seek me on a consistent basis for I am your friend. I give you vision so you can lead great nations, but never forget you're just a vessel. I get the glory in the end. Today I want to speak to my visionaries who are led by God, or my visionaries who desire to be led by God. You see, there are two ways to go about this visionary life. A, you have your own visions and pray and ask God if it's his will and you ask for him to lead you. Or B, you get visions directly from God and you have to pray for discernment and timing because it could be a direct assignment. So today I feel led to talk about assignments, coming to us as a vision. A visionary is a person who thinks about or plans the future with imagination or wisdom. Now, immediately we can stop here and it's safe to say God always wants us to seek wisdom, right? We don't operate or seek imagination because that will lead us nowhere. Imagination versus wisdom. My visionaries, listen to this. Imagination requires your own understanding, but vision requires and even invites the Holy Spirit to come lead you. Your imagination is you. Your vision is coming from a higher source. No? When I imagine what I want for my life and I allow myself to sit back and dream, which I believe is a healthy practice in general, especially for entrepreneurs, I see things that scare me. I mean, I don't know about you, but I can get carried away and start dreaming too big and anxiety kicks in and saying to myself things like, now what are you going to do? And how are you going to do that? How are you going to pull that off, Jasmine? The truth is I can't and I never could, but God, right? There's a difference between dreams and vision, Dreams, in my opinion, come from like a daydream. Most times it's something far-fetched and far in the future that you're not quite clear of and you're not too sure if that's your purpose or if it's even something that's going to come to fruition, but you wish that it did. What I found out is when I think about what I want for myself, I get anxious. I need to stop everything I'm doing and start planning. I don't know about you, but when I start planning, it helps me relieve anxiety. When I start getting crazy ideas, I have to empty my head and write it down so I can wrap my head around what just went down in my head. I don't know. Maybe you're not like me. 
But as visionaries, we are planners. We dream it, we visualize it, and we plan. I mean, it's biblical, right? God told us to write the vision and make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. But what I believe God wants for us as visionaries is to dream or visualize, write it down, and then pray and ask God for timing and how to move forward. I found this to be very effective, but I've also found it to be the hardest thing to do especially for someone who is ambitious and anxious to go after everything that God has called them to do. But if we think about it, this scripture is taken out of context a lot. God wasn't saying to write the vision and then just run with it. Habakkuk chapter two, verse two says, write the vision and make it plain. But then in verse three, he said, for the vision awaits an appointed time. It testifies of the end and will not lie. Though it lingers, wait for it, since it will surely come and not delay. Verse 4 is even more powerful. It says, look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. But the righteous, they live in faithfulness to God. Then verse 5 got me excited. Verse 5 said a legit example. It gave us an example that people don't refer to too often. It says, furthermore, wine betrays. An arrogant man is never at rest. He enlarges his appetite and like death, he is never satisfied. He gathers all nations to himself and collects all people as his own. I mean, this is the premise of my whole podcast. This was a word for me, really, as an entrepreneur, as a woman or a person in general with vision and having the power to bring visions to life, it's easy for me to get big headed. It's easy for me to talk and act like I'm self-made. It's easy to act like I made this happen. And I start getting hungry and hungry for more success. I start getting caught up with the idea that I can make things happen. And I fall into this hustle mentality. But God said, the vision awaits See, we get so carried away and running with the idea. God is saying, hey, wait for me. That's a word. We are so eager to live this life God has called us to, as I mentioned earlier. But do we ask ourselves, is it God that called you to it? Or is it your own ambition or your own excitement? Or is it your own desire for success and proving a point to the world that you can make things happen? So as a visionary, we have to check in. We have to ask ourselves. So ask yourself, did you check in with God or is this just another wish of yours, another dream of yours? See, when we operate out of the spirit of God, we lack true purpose. What is a vision if it has no purpose? If you are gifted enough to visualize an end result, but you can't see or fathom all the steps and you're confused on how to get from point A to point B, that's why you have to have a conversation with God. That's when you have to check in with God. Because see, from my experience, when I focus on my vision as it relates to God's purpose, I get a revelation faster. I get confirmations faster because I'm not focused on my own desires. Verses three through five of Habakkuk was important because we do get so proud and we start beating ourselves on the chest with the hustle hard theme song playing in the background. And I mean, I've done it. We've all done it. 
getting in that spirit of the hustle. But again, like the verse said, don't be so quick to enlarge your appetite and that hustle that you dig yourself in a rabbit hole and then you're in a dark space and don't know what to do next because you crave your own desires and the word points out that it is a thirst that is never quenched. That's why people get so caught up in the hustle and will never ever feel satisfaction or never ever feel like they're doing enough. So I'm going to talk about three important things that we need to be extra intentional as being a visionary. I'm going to talk about timing, obedience, and discernment. When it comes to getting a vision, we have to ask God for timing. This is important. There is a quote that says, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And though I agree with this quote and have been inspired by this quote in the past, God has told me that if it scares me, it's not yet the timing to execute. But in this timing of waiting, don't forget about the vision or dream because you don't feel like you need to move on it right away. Don't feel like you just need to throw the vision away. Instead, write it out. It's okay to dream it out. But then you have to take what you wrote and what you dreamed of and talk to God about it. Because we know God doesn't operate in confusion. So if we are scared and confused and anxious, that's God tapping you on the shoulder and asking you to pick up the phone and call him. Just like you excitedly, pretty sure that that's not a word. Just like you're so excited and you tell someone close to you about an awesome idea you just got. Or just like you tell a friend about that crazy idea you just received from God. How about you go to God first with that same energy? Okay, duh, he knows about it already, but God likes acknowledgement. See, the issue is we get so excited that we move ahead of God. We get so excited that we execute while God is still making the way for us. He has to prepare your path before you walk in it. If you walk ahead of God, you're not walking on paved territory. You're walking on an unpaved territory and you're liable to make a wrong turn. See, God, he hasn't went ahead of you and put up those danger signs or added that roadblock. So now you are more susceptible to danger and possibly falling off of a cliff. Operating and timing means waiting on God to give you the green light. I believe Operating in direction is operating in God. Operating in God is what it means to operate in vision. Some of these visions are direct assignments. Are you following directions? So another thing you have to do as a visionary is stop second-guessing yourself all the time. Stop throwing away that vision or ignoring it. It very well could be an assignment from God. God is giving you an assignment. And that is a test. He was giving you a test to show you. He was giving you a test so he can see how ready you are. How ready are you to operate in this vision? How ready are you to step into this calling and operate in this vision that he's trying to give you? How ready are you to walk into your purpose? That's why intentionally focusing on what God wants from you is important. With me personally... God talks to me through vision. It's like a a that's so raven moment where I pause. I see something in the future and I'm like, okay, God, now lead me. So we're talking about assignments. 
There are many people in many places in the Bible where God reveals assignments and instructions specifically on what he wants to do next. If you have a gift to see the very next step, that's important to notice when you have visions. That could be an inkling of God leading you. There are too many people out here who have no idea what to do next. And shame on you if God has given you a vision to see the next step, but you fail to execute. Think about execution as obedience. We take for granted the power of our visions. We take for granted a lot of superpowers that God has given us. I truly have come to believe that vision is a superpower. Stop getting so caught up in thinking your gifts are just normal. Stop thinking everyone thinks just like you and everyone has the same ideas as you and everyone is doing what you feel like you should do next. So what? You may take the same first step as someone else, but operating in vision and operating in God means you have to be in sync and know when God wants you to make a left turn or even to not move at all until he says so. He could have you at step two for a while. That's why discernment is important. So what is discernment? Discernment is the ability to think hard and come to an understanding of what is God's voice versus your voice. What is the world's expectation of the way of life versus God's expectation and how he wants you to make moves. That depiction Of that angel on one side telling you something and the voice of the devil on the other side telling you something else. And then there's you in the middle deciding what's wrong from what's right. That's kind of what discernment looks like. Looking internally and seeking God for what is actually right and what you should do. Because for anybody like me, for our overthinkers, we can get carried away with our thoughts and we need discernment to bring us back down and to think soundly. We need to think sound. That's what seeking God has done for me. And that's my hope for what discernment can do for you as you operate in vision. Okay, so there is discernment to follow God and hear his voice every step of the way. But then there's obedience. Once you can get to the point where you realize the vision is something you need to execute and walk into, there is a spirit of obedience you have to tap into once God is leading you. That discernment is that gut feeling as he leads you to redirect you. It's like red light, green light. Remember that game when we were kids? Maybe maybe you can relate. God is going to tell you when to go, when to stop, and even when to start over. But I have to warn you, that gut feeling could also be full of fear and doubt. Getting to discernment may include the process of writing down your visions, praying and talking to God about it, asking for a sign or for him to lead you and guide you, and then waiting on him. But fear can also be deceived as discernment when really it's your inner thoughts leading you to do the exact opposite of your purpose because walking in your purpose is not always crystal clear and you will hit dark spots where you don't see a path or you don't know where to go. But that's why we have to operate in vision by operating in faith and by operating in God because God can lead you to the water, but he can't make you drink. He can lead you to do things or talk to certain people, but you lack discernment that can inhibit you from what is God trying to reveal to you. 
We can get so caught up saying, God, the vision was to make a cake. God, why did you send me to the store and I'm sitting here in the egg aisle? Well, I'm sure you know this story all too well. And God is doing a face palm. And saying, because the eggs is one of the ingredients for the cake and I need you on this aisle for a reason. Discernment is what gives us the security to move forward in our visions. When we feel comfortable doing something, we do it with ease. God is going to send you somewhere that may not make total sense, but you could have been led there because it is something you need in your journey to create the cake or that end result. But warning, your comfortability cannot come from being comfortable. Your comfortability comes from your faith in God and that he is leading you in your purpose. If your comfortability comes from you knowing exactly where God is leading you, you're going to be scared. And you're going to allow fear and doubt to lead you, which is leaning on your own understanding and not God. Also, We get so caught up with the end result of what God promised us, we can mess up his timing. Obedience is doing what God said, period. God said what he said. You can question and ask for discernment all you want to, but at some point God is going to say, look, I gave you the signs. I'm not giving you another. You can hop on this train or you can miss it. I'll just have to get back up with you later. Obedience is important for when you feel like your vision is an assignment. You'll feel like it's an assignment because you feel an obligation. Walking and fulfilling this vision becomes non-negotiable for you. It's because it's an assignment. God made whatever that vision was so clear to you that you can't shake it. That That could be your calling. And you better run towards that purpose. God is not about to play with you. But again, I must reiterate that obedience and discernment is still operating in the unknown. That's where faith plus work comes in. He's not going to just hand you a roadmap. He wants you to explore. He wants you to be creative. He wants you to get to the grind. And that's why he wants us to check in with him and make sure that our vision is on his path. Once you get in the habit of doing that, you'll be okay. Because even if you get off track or even if you feel stagnant in your faith, your faith is what is going to always ensure you that God is going to redirect you. No matter if you go on the wrong path, no matter if you lead astray, no matter what you do, your faith will always lead you back to God's promise. And you have to check in with him. You have to check in with him, though. Lord, guide me. Lord, I feel off course. Where should I go? I feel lost. Show me your hand. Okay. And after obedience and discernment, there is patience and there is timing. Patience is defined as the ability to endure difficult circumstances such as perseverance in the face of delay. Wow. It says patience is the level of endurance one can have before negativity kicks in. So basically, these are character traits. If you listen to my last season of the podcast, you know, in my last season, I described the faithpreneur journey as a character building stage. I believe wholeheartedly that an intentional walk with God is nothing but a character building stage. I mean, think about it. 
Things God wants us to do calls for us to be a better person. It requires us to think and operate on a higher level. Most often, that means a more mature level, a healthier level, a more sound level that we could not have rather come to on our own. Now, people who aren't Christians can be wise, yes. But being wise in the spirit is a whole nother level of wisdom. I mean, true life, this is why I love this character building stage. It's the start of the intentional walk with God. I've literally watched myself mature and become a more patient person as I sought out discernment and I operated in vision. Here's a practice I just picked up to help me with patience. Meditation. For those with anxiety, for those who find themselves always feeling anxious, do you meditate? Today I learned that meditation is pushing anxiety out of the body and inviting God in. As I took 10 deep breaths in and I paused to push those 10 breaths out, I said the words, be still and know that I'm God. And I took 10 more deep breaths in, slowly pushed it out and repeated, be still and know that I am God. Finding a scripture in Psalms and meditating on a verse is a great start. That's where I started today. Today, I'm telling you to be still. Knowing that God is God is saying I surrender my plans to you. I surrender my thoughts and my vision and I give myself a way for you to use me. Lord, I welcome in your vision that you have for my life. I welcome in your guidance on where I should go and what steps I should take. I'm praying for your discernment as you direct me and give me the peace and understanding to know when to stand still. Give me the understanding, Lord, to understand when I am being told to stand still and give me the faith to believe that you're preparing a way for me. You are opening or shutting doors for me. You are paving my path to your purpose. Patience is a virtue. A virtue is nothing but a character trait. To be a virtuous woman or a person in general is to learn to be still when you don't hear God's voice. This doesn't mean do nothing. This is where your faith is activated. Write some ideas out. Write some plans out. Try some new things and develop some new skills. Maybe God is waiting on you to meet him halfway. Or maybe this is a faith-building opportunity. Maybe he needs you to be still because he needs you to go through some things so you can have increased faith. The level of faith that you get in this part of your journey, it's going to be required of you. It's required for you to build that faith to take you to the next phase of your journey. So you have to believe it's all for a reason. This could be a time God needs you to reevaluate. Maybe you got too carried away and started thinking your thoughts were God's thoughts. Hmm. It's easy to accidentally do this. I mean, we get so quote unquote filled with God and filled with the Holy Ghost that we think we're one with God. But God clearly states Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. He's saying my thoughts are nothing like yours. My ways are far beyond anything you could ever imagine. Whew, had a moment on that. So prior to even getting to verse 8, verse 7 is talking about let man forsake his own way and his own thoughts and return to the Lord. 
So that's what I was talking about when I said every now and then you have to check in. Hey, God, are, are you good? Are we good? Are we here? Then if we skip ahead to verse 9, God says, For the heavens are higher than earth, so as are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So really, I mean, we can't become one with God. This verse came up in my devotional the other day, and I was pretty blown away by it. Like, wow, how dare us start to believe we have become one with God. He will always and forever be steps ahead of us on a whole different wavelength. That was so humbling to me. Like, sis, pipe down. Yeah, your visions are pretty fine. But God's vision will always be higher and better than yours. So my next point is this. My next point is this. We always want to be on the receiving end. Lord, if I'm obedient, what do I get out of it? Lord, if I'm using my discernment, tell me what you're leading me to. If I'm patient, Lord, reveal to me what it is that you have for me. We talk about wanting God's promises. But being able to fulfill God's promises is all about being in position and even repositioning ourselves. God promised he would supply all your needs, but get this, according to his riches and his glory. So if your vision gives him glory, then okay, bet. If you're obedient, that obedience is giving him glory. Okay, cool. If you use your discernment and seek God in your journey, then cool, you're on the right track. We have to do our part as visionaries. What are you doing in your process and in your planning to seek God in his glory? As you know, I can tell you from experience about my retreat, about God's retreat, the four visionaries only retreat. That was all about God's glory. Hello? I made it very clear. And people knew this was not my own doing. I'm very unqualified. Some may see me as the least of those who were worthy, but yet he chose me. But yet he wants to use you. See, we are just vessels and we must use our vision and execute it properly because it's for his glory. So when you feel unequipped, operate in God's vision. When you feel unprepared, operate in God's vision. What did God say? What does God want you to do? When does God want you to move? And how does he want you to move? You must ask yourself these questions. And in closing, operating in God's vision equates to operating in God's promise. Fulfilling your vision is fulfilling the promise that he has for your life. So in 2019, we are operating in vision and standing on the promise that God gave us. So be sure to follow for visionaries only on Instagram, like for visionaries only on Facebook, subscribe, share, post, and let us know what you think.